0: From magical movies
1: All it takes is faith and trust Oh, and something I forgot
0: To unforgettable adventures
1: Well, once there was a princess I'm an outlaw, that's what
0: That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home Do
1: you want to build a snowman? Kill the little beast, but do it! And do it now!
0: You can always count on something new from Disney.
1: That's why they call me number... Look the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your... Look! Have I got it? The magic feather! Now you can fly!
2: Oh, Hannah means family just a sec Buzz will you get up here and give me a hand
0: <laughs> very
2: funny. I'm taking you to some place pretty
1: special
0: clean and
1: Let the power oh, you won't find him here <laughs> the king has returned
0: Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glossin and Teresa Delgado.
3: Hello everyone and welcome to Disney Vault Talk. This is the most magical podcast on the internet. It's our podcast where we're walking through the films of Walt Disney Studio, one movie at a time. It's only taken us... I don't know, 10 or 15 years. My name is Steve Glosson, and I'm glad to be with you. And on this episode, we're talking Wreck-It Ralph. I'm going to wreck it! This is a pretty good movie, um, where bears... No, hold on. Anyhow, uh, to do this, I've got to shut up and uh, bring in um, the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the talented, I'm the powerful, Teresa
0: Delgado. Sometimes I have a big
3: mouth when I see something that I don't like. I've I gotta know. say it. What's up, Teresa? Hello, Teresa. Woo! It's never
4: gonna get old.
3: No, not at all. And I'll uh, learn these words sooner than later. One day one, one of these days I'll have it all figured out And then we'll be like And that's our final show
0: Slow down You're gonna crash Baby you
3: were screaming And it's the blast, <laughs> blast, <laughs> blast <laughs> Look out baby I messed up Everybody's looking for
0: to get real gone Real
3: gone All right. Well, hey, Teresa, again. Hey. How's it going? How it's going?
0: How it's going? That's good.
3: Good. Good. We've got a big show, so we need to get straightway into it, I believe. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's do what we didn't do last time, and let's open up the old mailbag. When you mail a letter, you can send it anywhere. On foot, by truck, by airplane, the
1: postman gets it there. So write a letter to a friend. Maybe she'll write you. No matter what, you always know the mail must go through. We need those letters. From General Lee, dear son, we're waiting for the Huns at the pass. It would mean a lot if you'd come and back us up. Oh, can you read this? There's no pictures. And then I'll put that flea in a box, and then I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, ah, I'll smash it with a hammer.
3: Alright, um, do you want me to start based on sure. some of the order we were we were told that wait Let me make sure that's right. Let me make sure that's going to be the right order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will. Mm-hmm. No, I think you got to start.
4: No, because you,
3: you... Yeah, because
4: then I read the Tarzan one and the Tangled one.
3: Okay, alright, that's fine. Alright, well here we go. Um, we begin with our friend David whose last name I don't know how to pronounce. The subject line, I was told to email. (laughs) (laughs) Steve wanted to know how to pronounce my last name and requested I send an email. Before we get into that, I want to say it's great to hear Bobby on Disney Vault Talk, and I had some questions for him. Bobby, what's your favorite Disney movie? Do you feel that Monstro was portrayed fairly in Pinocchio or does portrayal paint whales in a bad light now of course he's talking about bobby the blue whale who stopped by from the big Honkin' show and um and and i I forgot that Bobby even came on this show mm-hmm. um and uh so uh, bobby does hang out here a lot uh which means i'm very low on krill all the time uh so bobby what uh what's your feeling on pinocchio and monstro Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much, Steve, for having me on the show. And, Teresa, hello. How are you doing?
4: Hi, Bobby.
3: It's good to talk to you, as always. And uh, you really are the heart and soul of this. You should be on the Big Honking Show. it would probably be a lot funnier.
0: Doesn't that
4: happen at, like, some ridiculous hour in the morning when I'm asleep?
3: Well, it just depends. A lot of times it happens in the afternoon, on a Friday afternoon these days.
4: Well, maybe I can swing it if Steve asks me
3: to be on. Well, I'll have to talk to him about that and give him the... Just put it up and shut it up. What does that even mean, Bobby? I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyhow, Monstro, you know, I feel like the whale was really not well portrayed in Pinocchio. But uh it was more <sighs> well portrayed in Pinocchio than it was in that movie Orca, which is not a Disney movie. Okay, Bobby. Thank you so much um, for your input. Uh, he goes on to say, "Does David? Thanks for another great episode. How can anyone not love Winnie the Pooh? Keep up the great work, but maybe, but maybe not wait two months between episodes. And that, com- David, you didn't tell us how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> so for that, we give you this." Rocking. Rockin' and rollin' Down to the beach I'm strolling. Gonna wreck it! but the seagulls Moking my Money. head not Gonna wreck it! I said, seagulls mm. Stop it now I can no. fix it! Jimmy need jammers <laughs> Sweet mother of monkey milk um, <laughs> So, David, look, you can't don't start your own bit on this show. We're not going to play that game, all right? You, uh, you just you tell us how to pronounce your last name, and and be done with it, sir. Or <laughs> or things are going to get ugly around here. It's
4: like Matt Marks and Frozen.
3: Oh man, he hates Frozen, right?
4: No, not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. Our next email is from Lauren. She The subject line is Tarzan and my favorite Disney sequels. Hola, Teresa and Steve. I hope you're doing well. Lauren here. I just listened to your Tarzan episode. You guys talked about Disney sequels along with other ones. Teresa, you mentioned one of my favorites, How to Train Your Dragon 2. I love it. Since I'm a huge fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, the cultural traditions in the movie reminded me a lot of the Water Tribe, which is my favorite nation in Avatar. I also love the TV series as well. I've seen both movies, but I prefer the sequel. Talking about the Hot Your Dragon mm-hmm, TV mm-hmm. show. My favorite Disney sequels are Jungle Book 2, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, Toy Story 2, Brother Bear 2, oh, and wow. Cinderella 2. I love the first story and the third one. The third story was why I love Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, so much. While I do love Stitch the movie, I put Lilo and Stitch and all its awesome movies in their own category. Steve has me cracking up as usual. I love the song Wild Wild West. I'm excited to hear your next new episode. We must have played Wild Wild West.
3: I wonder which Wild Wild West we played. Who knows? Was it the... Was it the Will Smith Wild Wild West?
4: Wicked we Wild Wild. Or... <laughs> what is it? Wicked Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, <gasps> Tough oh Times, God! but you
3: ain't got not of No, <laughs> No! Oh, my Lanta. I think I just had my favorite moment ever on <laughs> Disney Vault Talk. Oh, my gosh. That was beautiful. Thank you so much
1: I don't know
4: where that came from Oh, uh,
3: wikiwawa <laughs> <laughs> alright Derek he chimes in he's gotta listen all of you all of you from here on out with your emails have a lot to follow after what Teresa just did <laughs> he says hey guys it's been a while been a while and I promise not to make Steve cry this time did he make me cry
4: oh he told a story he told us a family story of some oh, sort. Man. Yeah. That choked us up.
3: So I have a story about Emperor's New Groove. Careful, Derek. So the other night I'd gotten my two fangirls out of their bath, four and one, and I told my oldest to pick a movie for bedtime. She picked Emperor's New Groove. So I pop it in her D V D player and I'm getting them ready for bed. When it gets to the main theme song, I look over to see our one year old had crawled over to the dresser and was just staring at the screen, then all of a sudden was shaking her little diapered butt, just getting down to the music. <laughs> <laughs> There. Listen, I don't know that there's anything better than a toddler dancing.
0: Mm-mm.
3: When a toddler gets its groove on, th- that's a win. That's a win. He says, "May the magic be with you." And as Derek's by raising Fangirls is his uh, Twitter, so mm-hmm. give old raising fan girls a follow there on Twitter.
4: All right. Our next one is from my dear friend Matt Marks. Oh, Only this one is titled Tangled.
3: Hmm. Not Frozen. Mm-mm, but Tangled
4: he says hey Teresa and Steve and guest guest <laughs> guess we have guest on I was so excited when I saw well, you hey we'll tell
3: our guest you said hey Matthew when he comes on I
4: was, I was so excited when I saw you would recorded your Tangled episode as I've said in my previous emails Tangled is my favorite Disney animated movie from the modern run on a side note I will have to give
3: uh oh hold on problems you there I'm sorry. That was uh, technical difficulties. Please continue.
4: On a side note, I will have to give Bolt a chance. I remember not being excited about it at the time because of all the Hannah Montana Miley Cyrus hype. And I think John Travolta was saying some weird stuff around that time. But if my wife can get over her dislike of Steve Carell enough to watch for the first Despicable Me then the, and then The Office, I can get over my dislike of Miley Cyrus to watch Bolt. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Tangled. I wasn't super familiar with Mandy Moore when this came out. I probably couldn't have distinguished between a Britney song and a Mandy Moore song, but Zachary Levi was the star of one of my favorite TV shows, Chuck. I talk about my favorite parts of the movie, but you guys pretty much covered them. And, Steve, that balcony scene with the king and queen, it always made me tear up. Mm. But the last time I watched it, that moment hit me even harder. Oh, no. Not to get too personal, but in 2015 and 2016, my wife and I lost two children to miscarriages. Oh, man. Parents who have lost children will sometimes light floating lanterns in memory of those children, so when he stands on that balcony, I don't know if I've ever identified with a Disney character more than in that moment.
3: Oh, you're killing me, Matt.
4: Oh my god, I literally might cry.
3: You're killing me, sir.
4: (laughs) Oh, okay. Better move on before I lose it. I was pumped back when they first announced the Tangled series. Now that it's coming out, I'll have to check it out. Hopefully it and Before Tangled Ever After are on the Disney XD app. You said your next episode would be Frozen, but what about this? Okay. All right. This is the email that made me realize <coughs> I messed up.
3: Yep, yeah, yeah.
4: What about Wreck-It Ralph? Also, does Winnie the Pooh from 2010 count? It was on the Disney animated canon page on the Disney wiki, but I never know for sure what counts officially. Not that I have a problem with you doing a Frozen episode. My change of heart on Frozen has been well documented on DVT. Of course, I still maintain that hashtag hashtag Tangled is better. May the mouse be with you, Matt Marks. So thank you, Matt. That is the reason we're doing this episode right Mm. now.
3: Yeah, Matt, you saved our our bacon, sir. And I got to tell you, I don't disagree with your hashtag hashtag don't disagree. And finally on this episode. Oh, where would it go? Oh, there it is. There it is. Scott Hendricks, new vaulty, uh, writes in. He says, Hey, Teresa and Steve. I absolutely love listening to this podcast. I listen to this and to star Wars bookworms day in and day out to catch up. Ooh. So there you go. Hooray. Where's geek out loud and all that Scott. Just a question. Just a question. I listen while working on a couple of art projects. One of the projects is for a team that had their start at Disney, then moved on to create their own animated features, Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. Wow. I'm doing some ink and paint work for their current pitch for creating their Shut up. Are you so... is he supposed to be saying this? <laughs> He's their current pitch for their Dragon's Lair feature film. Is this hot news? I guess. This is from May 22nd, so it's like 2 months ago. Uh-huh. Do you know Dragon's Lair? The
4: the comic book shop I go to?
3: No, the video game. (laughs) Is this hot
4: news? I don't... You know what? I've never researched this.
3: I hope Scott doesn't get in trouble. And the first... Okay. Dragon's Lair was a video game that was... It was animation like you'd see on Saturday morning. It was done by Don Bluth Studios. And basically, there was what I assumed to be a laser disc of some sort... ...in the machine to play these high-res graphics. And you would use the joystick to try to dodge or jump danger that was coming. You had to time it just right because there was a bit of a lag or delay. It was one of the hardest games ever to play. It should have been one of the easiest. and um, But it looked great. There was a cartoon on Saturday. There did eventually become a Dragon's Lair cartoon... ...as well as, I believe the name was Space Ace, which was the same thing. Now, Shaz Bazaar can really fill us in on all this stuff... ...because he's all about it. So... Uh, it was a kickstarted and Indiegogo. Hey, Scott's in the chat right now. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It's right here. So, Dragons, it's on um, Indiegogo. I'm on their website. They've raised $677,314. Uh, it's 206% funded. Oh, wow. Dragon's nice. layer the movie. It's Don Bluth presents Dragon's Layer the movie, and the campaign is closing... Let's see, Dragon's Lair Returns now on in-demand. Campaign closing June 26, 2017. I'm not exactly sure what I'm reading.
3: This is, um... Wow, that's awesome. We'll have to check this out. So this is... So they're going to... Dragon's Lair Returns is the name of the project, and they're going to... It's on in-demand, so is it up and running? So let's see.
4: Don Bluth and Gary Goldman have come together once again to bring the classic arcade game Dragon's Lair to the big screen. We are seeking your help to create a pitch presentation to make Dragon's Lair the movie with an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign.
3: Oh my gosh.
4: Your contributions on Indiegogo will be spent to produce a four minute video which we will call the pitch presentation in the pitch presentation video you will see outline storyboarding drawings that will hit the bullet points of what the movie will eventually be within this four minute pitch video our team will also create one full minute of classical animation in full color in addition to the four minute pitch video we intend to employ a professional screenwriter to work with us on the movie script these valuable tools funded by your contributions on Indiegogo will assist us in raising the money to produce the full length classically animated feature. Let's make it happen.
3: Wow. That's fantastic. So all right. Um I I'm excited. I didn't know that. In the first one or one of the early episodes, you mentioned talking about films that weren't Disney but should be considered of the same caliber. I'm paraphrasing. Anastasia was mentioned, and I got totally excited. I had the great this is Scott now. I had the great fortune and life-changing experience opportunities to work on Anastasia. Shut up, Scott. What? Shut up. Bartok the Magnificent and Titan AE. I started working for Don and Gary in the ink and paint department and eventually tested to work with the amazing folks in Color Model. Absolutely loved my time working at Fox Animation Studios. I was so sad when word came down the studio would be closing after production wrapped up on Titan AE. So many firsts happened for me at Fox Animation. First opportunity to work in the animation industry. My first son was born just before the theatrical release of Anastasia in 97. First opportunity to act. Several background characters in Anastasia, Bartok, and Titan AE. Live action reference for the animators. First opportunity to show celebrities what I did at the studio while they walked through our tours. Uh, Fantastic experiences to interact directly with both Don and Gary on a daily basis. Gathering Mm -hmm. the in-studio... Scott? Here's your official invitation. Mm -hmm. We would
4: like to interview you. To
3: Disney Ball Talk. Uh, The opportunity to walk around and visit other departments and stand in awe at the amount of talented folks I was working with. I'm sure there are more. Teresa, I have to say, I'm with you regarding Anastasia. I love that movie. I was able to say all the lines, sing all the songs, and can honestly say that I had worked in one way or another on just about every scene. If you have a chance to watch Anastasia again soon, keep an eye out for these scenes soldiers busting into Anastasia's room looking to catch young Anastasia, the two gentlemen helping grandma onto the back of the train, both at the beginning of the movie and the scene where the old butler tells Dimitri that he should address the princess as Your Highness. I had the great fun of acting out those scenes as one of the characters. My favorite was the little old butler because I had a line to say. So much fun. I loved my job every day. Sorry this turned up. Okay,
4: we may have found the first Disney movie, non-Disney movie we're going to review mm-hmm. so that we can interview him.
3: Uh, So there you go. Man, uh, thank you Scott from Arizona. What a what a neat thing. And and there's two more that we don't have time to get to, but he's apparently blowing through our uh uh blowing through our our catalog. And so Scott, I I, I rescind my snarky comment about geek out loud, but you should be listening. Um <clears throat> so that's that's wow. What now all you emailers, you have two incredibly hard things to follow. You have Scott's email, but slightly more Difficult to follow is Teresa's wiki wiki wild. So, well,
0: Scott's
4: in the live feed right now,
3: Steve. Yes, I know that's how I found He's out.
4: Sketch 1027. Mm hmm. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. We He's, want you to be on Disney well, Ball Talk.
3: And this was his response in the live chat. You have my email. And you know what? Oh, I was sitting here thinking, how do we get in touch with him? I was sitting here like, <laughs> reach out to us, Scott. Hey, hey, fatty. He did. <laughs> A little bit of news to talk about. Wait. Oh, my gosh. I'm so just over the moon that someone... All right, here we go.
0: Hey, watch it!
2: Watch it! Watch it! Watch yourself! Who goes there? Watch it! Watch it!
0: Watch Watch out, little boy! (laughs) Disney Watch.
3: Teresa, we should have a... um, we should have a we should have a bumper for this. It's a Teresa's one minute review. And it's her one minute. We do, min- need, it. And we do you need that. It's her one minute review of Cars Three. So Teresa, are you ready? Yes. Alright. And go.
4: So if you liked the original Cars or even thought it was like remotely good or just kind of like a good Pixar movie, and then you saw Cars Two and you were like, What? that was me and everybody else. We were right along there with you. So just pretend that Cars 2 kind of doesn't really exist or just put it at the bottom of your list. Cars 3 is literally what every single Cars fan has been waiting for. And I am a massive, massive Cars fan. And Cars 3 made me cry. It made me laugh. It made me clap out loud. I mean, Cars 3 is like Everything. Cruz Ramirez is going to be your one of your new favorite Cars characters. You're going to hunt down toys. This thing was so so good. There's also some really amazing new characters like Miss Fritter, who's Ten a school seconds. bus, and she's really awesome. And
3: I don't really know what else to Five say. Seconds. I can say
4: fast enough. But please go see Cars Three so that they make more Cars
3: movies. Please. Thanks. That's Bye. it. Oh wow! Well done. Well done. <laughs> Who, all right? How what's the so, feed, what's the feedback been for Old Cars Three?
4: Well, you know, I, I was trying something new where I would reach out on social media for people to comment before we have a show, mm-hmm. so that we have stuff. So I mentioned on Facebook on our Facebook page, I said, "Who's seeing Cars Three this weekend? Let us know." Ciao! And so we got. <laughs> Some, we got some stuff here. So, Michael Fletcher said, I'll be schmoozing Dynaco for sure, even if I have to drive backwards to get there. So, he went and saw it. I need to find out. Michael, if you listen to this, you know, send us an email. Let us know how you like Cars 3. Angie Hudson saw it last... The like the Friday it came out, and she said, my soon-to-be six-year-old and I really loved it. We are major McQueen fans. Honestly, I never cared for the second one. Three is great because it picks up from the original story years later, of course, and has all the familiar characters we love. Plenty of action, too. And Phil Kirkton, he said, without spoiling anything, it was definitely much better than the second one. (laughs) Which <laughs> isn't saying a whole lot. But yeah, if you guys have seen Cars 3, all of you that are watching or watching in the chat and then listening to the actual episode, uh, send us an email, please, with your reviews of Cars 3, because I want to, I'm, I'm pushing Cars 3 down people's throats, man. Just like go see, it, go see it because it's just so good, and so many people didn't want to see it because of Cars 2, and they need to put that to rest. Like Cars 2, just it doesn't exist. But this is what you wanted,
3: but it's doing well at the box office.
4: It is. But I'm saying that there were a lot of people that were really nervous. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk numbers in a minute for Cars 3. I want to plug really quickly that I did go on Skywalking Through Neverland. It's the newest episode. It just came out today as we record this on June 22nd. Uh, It's episode 173. And you get to hear us talk all about Cars 3. We review the movie. So make sure you've seen it first. And then we talk about the Cars 3 press conference which was really, really inspiring. So,
0: yeah. All right.
4: All right, so numbers for Cars 3. It came out on June 16th, so this is their domestic total as of June 21st. So yesterday it has done here domestically $70.2 million so far. Worldwide, it has done ninety-one point six million dollars. Its opening weekend, it did fifty-three point six million dollars, and this was something that I tweeted out: Cars Three, and its opening weekend speeds to weekend or speeds to the weekend number one spot, um, and bumps off Wonder Woman. Hmm. So. Cars 3 brought in enough with an estimated 53.5 million dollars which is on the lower end of expectations but it still bumped off Wonder Woman for that particular weekend but that doesn't mean that Wonder Woman's doing bad at all it was it's still kicking tail it's the summer the, it's
3: the summer ladies and gentlemen yeah
4: it's the yeah it's just killing it um so Cars 3 has done it's had done less than like the original cars movie and then it did less than cars 2 because i feel like cars 2 got a lot of you know attention cuz people were really excited for it and so i think cars 3 is one of those that's like it's like ramping up slowly and mm-hmm. gaining more momentum <laughs> cuz people are talking about
3: it yeah well I, I it's hard for sequels to do super well um especially when you hit a third one especially when you have The third one behind a sequel that was not really super hyped up by the large part of the fan base, it seems like.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, so I think more people, though, as they are hearing about how good it is, more people are considering going. So I really think everybody should give it a chance, go and see it. You're really, really going to like it. I promise.
3: The old W-O-M, the old word of mouth. Yep. Um... Cruz is coming. You're, you're, you're. Hey, by the way, speaking of Cruz Ramirez, mm. I have your single Cruz Ramirez. Yes. So I did find one at Walmart. So they're out oh, there, ladies I'm so and gentlemen.
4: Excited. Thank
3: yeah. you. Mm-hmm.
4: So Cruz Ramirez is going to be at the Disney parks. She's actually already there. She's meeting in Cars Land already at Disney's California Adventure, at Disneyland. And then she is also meeting at Hollywood Studios over by Toy Story Midway Mania. So, Steve, if you remember where we did the Rebel Force Radio meetup,
3: the uh, last one? Hey,
4: I know where I know where Midway Mania is. No, but I'm saying, do you remember where we did the meetup? I sure do. It's right around in that area where the crew's Ramirez meet and greet is. Okay, cool. And I've watched videos of it already. I'm so excited. I already told Greg, we've got to switch around our Disney plans. I have to meet her, like, first thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So I'm going to figure it out. I will be meeting Cruz Ramirez, and it will be live-streamed on D- Disney Vault Talk something.
3: Can you do it without Maybe crying? Maybe in the
4: Gulliverse. Hmm.
3: Will you be able to do it without crying?
4: Uh, Yeah, I can do it without crying. She's cool. She's okay. tough. All right. I'm okay. not gonna cry. I just want to like really
3: meet her, you know, because okay. she's like my hero. Great, fantastic.
4: <laughs> now this next news item's
3: for you. Uh, <laughs> so on the last Geek Out Loud, we we broke the news, or we uh, it, the news broke. I won't say we broke the news. The news broke as we were getting ready to record that uh, Lord and Miller were out on the new. Han Solo film that has begun filming, mind you, and so the film was for at least a day or so directorless. All kinds of names began floating around, and as of today, as of this recording, uh, there has been a new director chosen, who's who has about two weeks to be brought up to speed, get to set, and and make something out of this film, and that would be director Ron Howard is Whoa! coming on to the Han Solo, the untitled Han Solo spinoff film. I'm excited. Good.
4: I know you. I don't think you are.
3: I'm not happy with the situation at all. It it To me, it does not bode well. And you know me, I try to be Mr. Positivity and everything. And I'm not saying, oh, the Han Solo movie's gonna suck. I'm just saying that... um there's been a lot more information come out today about why the split and what the creative differences were all about. Uh, these guys went through the entire pre-production process with Lucasfilm. Um, they knew their style. They knew how these guys would direct. And honestly, this sounds more like, you know, old granddaddy Kasdan being upset that his words aren't being used the way he wants his words to be used. and And, or... Oh, Ron Howard said he'd be willing to direct. Um, creative differences, boys. Sorry, um, I just I hate to see in the middle of a creative process like this, two guys who have done outstanding work with properties that no one thought should be good. They made them very good, and um, and I, and then there are other people who are on the complete opposite side of the fence. I mean, like, well, if they were making it too funny, we don't want to be too funny. But Star Wars has always been funny. Um, you know, the the original Star Wars, funny. Empire Strikes Back, for as dark as everyone says it is, it's got some of the funniest moments in Star Wars. Yoda with his little butt sticking out of the thing, throwing everything around, looking for the lamp, and he comes up with it. That's some funny stuff. Um, some of Chewie's reactions, 3PO's lines, all the stuff that goes on. There's some funny stuff in Empire. Return of the Jedi, there's some funny stuff. And it's just like, somewhere along the way, we forgot. And then Force Awakens, everyone's like, oh, it's so refreshingly funny what well, was as funny as the rest of them were? And so I I was looking forward to kind of a, you know, with their kind of style, I figured this would be the perfect fit for Han Solo and Lando, the quipping and the, you know, the back and forth that would be there and everything. And these guys are fans. They weren't going to ruin Star Wars at all. I just, I, I can't see them doing that. and And so I don't know. Everything that's come out really just makes me feel like, that I, I don't know that this is the best decision. Now, Ron Howard is a fantastic director. Um, Ron Howard is a legendary director. I put Ron Howard's abilities right up there with a George Lucas and a Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's he's fantastic, and I'm not taking anything away from Ron Howard. I just, this to me is a sign of something a little more troubling going on at Lucasfilm as far as the way they they're doing business. That's all. Hmm. okay I don't want to so, and I don't want to pee in anybody's cornflakes. That's just my take. that's Steve Lawson's hot take
4: uh, I'm thinking I think that it's troubling, but at the same time, I trust Kathleen Kennedy, and if she didn't feel like if she felt like things weren't going right, then she. Then she stopped it then I trust her.
3: I mean I do look. They pulled something out of a mess with Rogue One apparently. Mm-hmm. You know? I I think I really do th- <laughs> I'm sorry. What?
4: Doc's in in the chat said Steve's just happy the director's not a woman.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Um I I think that when all of this stuff started, and they're like, well, we're going to do these spin-off films, I really do think that their original idea was let them experiment, let people have fun with them, you know, do something a little bit different. And I really do think that with the success of The Force Awakens, they were like, you know what, let's not break the mold. And so, um, so, so I, I don't think they, um, I, I think this is some more of that as far as. Not wanting to, to break the mold, as it were. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, I am. I'll tell you. Well, I'm. I'm going to address some stuff on the old Geek Out Loud soon about this and other things that it just kind of have me a little bit uh, a kerfuffled. Little bit, yeah, yeah, and it has more to do with fandom than anything.
4: Um oh you're going to do it huh
3: Yeah it's, it, it I have to it's just it's time It's time So let me see here let uh I wonder if I can do I I can never forget how to do this without hanging up on you Teresa Oh here we go add to group Oh that was easy I figured it out You still with me Teresa? I'm here All right we're making a call if it'll call. It's supposed to be calling. Hello? Mama Lo, Steve
1: Colossum. Well, how are you? I'm
3: good. How are you? You are, I should tell you that you're I'm on awesome. Disney Vault Talk right now. Uh-oh. Yes.
1: Awesome. Hi, guys.
4: Yep, you're here. I wanted to bring you in because of what you were saying. Luke just saw, Luke is my nephew, that
1: Luke, how old are you now? Louder, babe, so she can
4: hear you. Seven. Okay, you're seven. So you just saw Cars three. Tell us what you think about it, but you gotta talk
1: loud, okay? Hang on, hang on. Let me pull over so he can unbuckle his seatbelt. Just a sec. Oh. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Unbuckle your seatbelt. So this you is what we call the phone.
3: this is what we call roadside reviews.
1: This is a roadside review. Okay. Now tell Teresa what, what you thought of the movie. I thought it was really good. What'd you like the best? Um, I like the school bus was best.
0: This
4: <laughs> so Miss <laughs> Fritter. Yeah. Well, who's your who's your favorite character now?
3: That's a tough question.
1: You said, you said it was a tie. Yeah. So, who's a thai, who, who is Who's your favorite a tie with? Um, if I really had to, I would say my favorite was still Lightning
3: McQueen. Ka-chow. So, Ka-chow. Ka-chow.
1: <laughs> so, so what did you think about Cruz? Cruz? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> She's the yellow car. So, yeah. So while he's thinking, I will say that that when she uh, won the race, Whoa. I got all excited. Spoiler! On the started clapping. Spoiler alert! Oh, when she at the end of the movie, toward the end of the movie, I got so excited and started clapping. And, <laughs> Too late. And everybody else in the movie theater started clapping.
3: Wow. Well, I'm out. Oops. I don't have to say Oops. this now. Man. Well,
1: I didn't know you hadn't seen it yet. Where you been?
3: I, I've i been working.
1: Oh. So tell tell them, tell Teresa and Steve what you think of Cruz. Pretty
3: good. Pretty um, good. My
1: favorite part was when she won. The yep, race.
3: there it is. There it is again. This double spoiler <laughs> alert, everybody.
1: So did you like sorry. it when
4: she? That. Did you like it when she stopped driving because she didn't want to hit a crab?
3: Yeah, that was funny. She's like, <laughs> I didn't want to hit a crab; it was too cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Mama Low and
1: Luke. Here, I, I was just going to say he got—he kept squirming and giggling and crowing up in a ball every time he wanted to start laughing. It was pretty funny
3: to watch. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for the roadside review. Be careful. Headed home. Okay. right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: Disney Vault Talk first ever roadside review. (laughs) Sprung on all of us. So, um...
4: You can tell, I'll tell you a behind-the-scenes thing, you can tell that Luke likes a movie when he thinks for a long time, because he's always like, um, because he's trying to be very thoughtful about what he says,
0: Mm -hmm.
4: and so that, like, I'm smiling right now because I can tell that he really liked it.
3: (laughs) Well, we'll have to edit out some spoilers. Sorry to our live audience who may not have seen it, but... That's the danger. That's the danger of the live of the live feed, ladies and gentlemen.
4: It's really not. It's actually really not that big of a spoiler because all the toys have spoiled it already. <laughs> so
3: not for me. <laughs> so anyhow, well, and Teresa, you're headed to Disney World soon. Anyway, did I lose Teresa? I am. Okay. I'm.
4: To... No, I'm here. Okay, Can you hear me? Yeah. Are we good?
3: I mean, I think there's a delay, but go ahead.
4: Hang on a second.
3: It's like Fox News. So You what might are,
4: need to call me back.
3: It's like the Weather Channel. So what are you seeing out there? <laughs> That's right, Bob. Everything is very wet with Tropical Storm Cindy blowing up the coast right now, and I'm knee-deep in a parking lot. You can see behind me people canoeing through said parking lot. Uh, I think they are just some kids out having some fun. Back to you, Bob. Well, all right. Well, you be careful out there, and we'll check in with you soon. <laughs> okay, Bob. You get... And then they cut them off. So,
4: <laughs> Are we still on a delay?
3: No, I think we're good.
4: Okay, we're good now. Yeah, we're getting ready to head to Disney World. We leave next week. And I just wanted to take a moment to say that we're going to get to see the new Avatar Pandora Land at Animal Kingdom. Very excited for that. We're going to be trying some new food places as well. So, I'm going to have like a full kind of Disney World review for our show,
3: like nice. a special episode. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Did you guys come back? You know what I'm looking forward to now, though?
4: Yes, we're reviewing Wreck It Ralph.
3: Getting into Wreck It Ralph. Here we go. <laughs>
2: Ralph, I'm gonna
3: wreck it! 30 years I've been doing this. I can fix it! It's hard to love your job when
1: no one else seems to like you for doing it. You're just the bad guy who wrecks the building. I'm okay. I'm okay.
3: If I'm really honest with myself, it sure must be nice being the
1: good guy. Ralph, you are a bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Ralph abandoned his game
4: Welcome to Game Central Station Bad guy coming
1: Everything changes now Where's Ralph? <gasps> Ow, sorry, Hubert. it's me, Ralph
2: <laughs> Ralph's gone to hero's duty?
1: Fear is a four-letter word, ladies if you want to go pee-pee in your big boy slacks, keep it to yourself you're not from here, are you?
2: Sugar Rush?
1: You're game-chumping?
2: Hey! Ah-ha! You are game jumping. hey Haha! you would not hit a guy with glasses, would you? Aha! You hit a guy with glasses.
1: That's... <laughs> well played. Without Ralph, we're doomed! They're gonna pull our plug! What's that? A medal. I earned it in Hero's Duty. It's mm. not that kind of duty. I bet you really gotta watch where you step in a game called Hero's Duty. Some nights I stay up, in my
2: paddock. We can't change who we are. You can't mess with the program, Ralph. Some
1: Everyone here says I'm just a mistake. You ready for this? Oh,
0: what do I for?
1: I'm not leaving you here alone.
2: Well, let's close out with the bad guy affirmation. I am bad. bad. Ah! And
0: that's, that's good. good. I will, I will never, never be, be good. good. Oh, no, 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 and that's, that's not, not bad.
2: Hold that thought. There's, there's no, no one, one I'd, I'd rather, rather be than me. me. Hey!
1: Why do I fix everything I touch? It's make your mamas proud time. I love my mama.
3: Oh, good. The cops. Hold still. Ow! Take that. What are you doing?
4: One game at a time, Ralph.
3: So, Reagan Ralph is 25% Toy Story, 25% Roger Rabbit, 25% Tron, 25% Candyland, and 25% Donkey Kong. That's enough percents, I think. Regan Ralph is the story of a man who wants more for himself, and in his quest to find it, discovers friendship and contentment with his place in life. In a good way. This is the movie that the children of the 80s and video gamers had been wanting made and didn't even know it. Regan Ralph is the villain of the video game Fix-It Felix Jr., now apparently Fixit Felix Sr. wanted his son to have a nice construction job, but Fixit Felix Jr.'s sense of justice and desire to help people was just too much, so he decided to spend his days fixing the messes that Wreck-It Ralph would make. But that's my own personal headcanon and a serious digression. Wreck-It Ralph just wants to have friends, and in his quest to make people like him, he finds himself tangled up in a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top of Candyland or whatever sweet gum races land that whatever those sugary people live. Ralph uncovers the conspiracy and tries to help save the day as bugs from another game have invaded the candy game because, well, it's a long story, but Ralph has to work with Felix and others to save the games, and in the process, he finds out what it means to be a friend and to have friends. This is video games done Disney-style. This is Wreck-It Ralph. I'm gonna wreck it! Now here's Teresa. Here's Teresa with some history.
1: I'm sure you know
0: it. Everything there is to know about
2: the castle. Oh, well, actually, I, uh, yes, I do.
0: As you can see,
2: the pseudo facade was stripped away to reveal a minimalist Rococo design.
4: Alrighty, so this is Disney's 52nd animated
3: feature. Oh, 52.
4: Fifty-two. The concept of Wreck-It Ralph was actually first developed at Disney in the late nineteen eighties under the working title High Score. Shut up. Since then, it was redeveloped and reconsidered several times. In the late nineteen nineties, it took on the working title Joe Jump. Then, in the mid two thousands, as Reboot Ralph.
3: No, Reboot Ralph.
4: Yeah. So those were some of its working titles. I'm going to reboot. Almost... I'm going to reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, that doesn't roll off the tongue as well? Sure it does. Film was di- the film was directed by Richard Moore, who many would know from episodes of The Simpsons. Simpsons not me, though, because I don't watch The Simpsons. Mm. Oh. It premiered at the El Capitan Theater on October 29, 2012, and then went into general release on November 2nd. It grossed $189.4 million in North America and $281.8 million in other countries for a worldwide total of $471.2 million. Not too shabby. Not, really not. It was the 14th highest grossing film of 2012 and the 4th highest grossing animated film of 2012.
3: Well, you know what I've got to do now. What are
4: the other three? (laughs) I didn't look it up this time. Jimmy Jammers let's go you find out while I keep going right. okay so in North America the film debuted 13 with 13.5 million dollars an above average opening day gross for an animated film released in November in its opening weekend the film topped the box office with 49 million dollars making it the largest opening for a Walt Disney animated studios film at the time
3: so alright you ready well, in movies in general, uh, Wreck It Ralph was number 13, at least in the States, I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and. What with, was the number one movie? The number one movie of the year was The Avengers. Mm. The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, number two was Dark Knight Rises. But what, what matters to us is the number one animated film that year was Brave, Pixar's Brave.
4: Okay. Now. What were the. What was two? Well,
3: this is where I get a little miffed. Number two was Madagascar 3. Ugh. Well, Madagascar had that following, you know.
4: I like Madagascar, but not enough to move it. Move it.
3: What I. Well done. (laughs) What I can't get over is Dr. Seuss's The Lorax was the number three animated film that, that year. That was a good movie, though. At least in America. But you also had. Hotel Transylvania, and yes. Ice Age Continental Drift that both fell behind. There. Right? Whoa. Okay. So there, there that is. I, I had to know when I see those numbers thrown yep. around, I have to know.
4: Gotta know. Gotta know. All right. So the voice cast actually recorded a lot together, which provided for lots of improv, and I think that's very evident in this particular movie, well, and you, it actually makes it
3: better. Well, you had some great improvisers in Jane Lynch and. Um, kenny i can't think of kenny's name felix
4: um fix it felix Mm -hmm. that is no it's not kenny it's jack mcbrayer
3: yeah but he plays kenny in um on 30 rock
4: oh okay all right so let's see where was i so Rich Moore who was the director, he determined that for a film about a video game world to feel authentic, it had to have real characters from real games in it. So he aimed to add licensed characters in a similar manner as cultural references like in Looney Tunes shorts. But considered uh, let's see, but considered having the right balance so that a portion of the audience didn't feel they were being neglected or talked down to. So it was a delicate balance. However, he avoided creating the movie around existing characters, feeling that there's so much mythology and baggage attached to pre-existing titles that he felt like someone might be disappointed if their character wasn't the right way. So the main characters had to be original. And so he considered that this is a reason why movies based on video game franchises typically fail is mm-hmm. because of all the baggage from the games that come with the character.
3: Well, it also seemed like a Roger Rabbit move to me, where they created several cartoon characters that were popular in universe, mm-hmm. uh, but they but but they were surrounded by all these other very familiar car- characters from Warner Brothers and Disney and that sort of thing.
4: Yep. All right, so the existing characters were added to the story either in places they would make sense to appear or as cameos from a list of characters suggested by the film's creative team. And this was without consideration if they would legally be able to use the characters. It was after they decided which ones would go where that the company then sought out the copyright holder's permissions to use the characters as well as working with those companies to assure that their characters were being represented authentically. So in the case of Nintendo, the writers had early on envisioned the bad meeting with Bowser as a major character within the scene. According to Moore, Nintendo was very positive towards this use, stating in Moore's own words, quote-unquote, there is a group that is dedicated to helping the bad guy characters in video games, then Bowser must be in that group. So Nintendo was very supportive. Overall, there are about 188 individual character models in the movie as a result of these cameo inclusions.
3: Well, and our friend Shaz Bazaar who will be on momentarily, he sent me a long list of all the video games he spotted. And I don't know if that includes some of these cameos or not, but we'll talk to him about it.
4: hmm Wreck-It Ralph was released on Blu-ray, disc 2D and 3D, and DVD in North America on March 5, 2013. The film was... Made available for digital download in selected regions on February 12th of 2013, Bracket Ralph debuted at number one in Blu-ray and DVD sales in the United States. On March 24th of 2016, Rich Moore stated that a sequel is still being planned. This was this year. Yeah. Last year. Last year. Last year. Moore also hopes to specifically include an appearance from Mario, citing a good relationship with Nintendo. This is important. It's important, and I'll explain why as we go into. Fun
3: yeah, talks. I was gonna. I was gonna touch on some of this stuff because I did notice that, though Bowser's in the game, there's really no other Nintendo-specific character that you really catch a glimpse of. I was. Mm-hmm. I was kind of yeah. sensitive to that, but go ahead.
4: I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. On June 30th, of 2016, Walt Disney Animation Studios announced that the sequel would be released on March 9th, 2018, with John C. Riley, Rich Moore, and writer Phil Johnston attached. John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman will reprise their roles as Wreck Ralph and Vanellope Von Schweetz, respectively. The plot will focus on Ralph leaving the arcade and wrecking the internet. In April of 2017, so this was just a couple months ago, the mm-hmm. sequel was pushed back to November 21st, of 2018. The title of that sequel will be Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck It Ralph Two. Nice. Now for its awards, because you know I love this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was nominated for Best Animated Feature. It did not win because obviously Brave won mm-hmm.
0: that.
4: <laughs> but it was nominated. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature for in the Annie Awards, and it actually did win that. So, that's pretty cool. It won a couple of other Annie Awards for music in an animated feature production and directing in an animated feature production. Um, Alan Tudyk won an Annie for voice acting. And Phil Johnston and Jennifer Lee, who wrote it, won an Annie for writing in an mm-hmm. animated feature. Awesome. Let's see. It, won, it was nominated for Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Let's see, the IGN's Best of 2012 Awards, it won Best Animated Movie and IGN's People's Choice Award for Best Animated Movie. I'm looking to see what else. So it, I mean, it it won stuff. That's good. Yeah. Good.
3: That's great. Uh, Before we get into the fun facts, though, Teresa, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I want to go ahead and bring in our... uh, our guest for this episode if that's okay with um, you. me all right here we go let's see if we can pull him up we're waiting it's calling so have we got you shaz Fantastic <laughs> movie don't you know have we got you okay hold on hold on we got to bring you in right shaz bizarre shaz bizarre He's driving yeah. in Mississippi, in Mississippi. Yeah. I look all What's happening, Shaz?
2: I'm looking around for deer and making sure I don't hit any as I'm on my way to Jackson.
3: I'm going to Jackson. <laughs> nice. Actually, I'm
2: going to Madison, just just north of Jackson. But all right, still same thing. Do, do I still go straight here?
3: Well, we are glad to have Shaz Bazaar from the Techno Retro Dads with us. And Shaz, you're here just in time for Fun Facts, so I'm going to drop that little bumper on you now.
1: Fun Fun Facts! Say it proud and geek out loud. It's Fun Facts!
3: All right, Teresa, what do we got in the Fun Facts land?
4: Alrighty, So, fun facts. The video game villains at the support meeting, in addition to those that we have already kind of talked about with Bowser, uh, we've got Dr. Eggman from the Sonic the Hedgehog series and Neff from Altered Beast. There's Pac-Man, or one of the little
3: ghosts, alien ghost blobby monsters. ghosty guys. What are they called, Shaz? Are, Shaz, are they ghosts or monsters?
2: They're monsters.
3: I think they're ghosts. They, I always do them as ghosts. ghosts?
2: we call them ghosts, but officially, it, when the game was invented, they were called monsters.
3: That's stupid. Right.
4: Okay, so I mentioned the 188 characters up in history. So in most Disney movies, there's only 40 to 60 character models, but in this one, there were over 188. Some of the few video game cameos that you may have missed are Dig Dug, Root Beer Tapper, Puka Frogger, Peter Pepper. Let's see. We said Eggman and Bowser and Neff Zangief, Sonic, Q-Bert. There's a bunch of them. There's like five million of them. Rygar was right by Toonster.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: All right. So Nintendo. So this goes to what I was gonna. We were Wait. Talking what about was? Nintendo.
3: What was? Where? What now? Shaz.
2: Fygar was right by Fuka: Fygar? Of course. He's from Big Dog. Yes.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that was his name. I thought you said Rygar, and I'm like Rygar. That's a game I didn't think anyone knew about, but me.
2: No. No idea what that is. It
3: was Rygar. Rygar was a game that I played on Nintendo. It was pretty cool. You were like this if, I'll talk We'll talk about it later.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so with them getting Bowser, Nintendo had asked that the producers try to devise a scene that would be similarly appropriate for Mario for his inclusion in the film but despite knowing that they would be able to use the character the producers had already kind of played around with it and they couldn't find an appropriate scene that would let Mario be a significant character in without taking away the spotlight from the main story so that's why Mario wasn't in the game and it was not because of a comment; people went all crazy because at a comic con, John C. Riley said something uh, about that the Mario and Luigi weren't in the game because Nintendo's licensing fee was too high. But that's not actually why they just Mario find
3: Mario and Luigi asked for too much money, <laughs> so we couldn't have them in there. I'm gonna wreck it.
4: So, that's not actually why, but it has already been said, and I think I stated it above, that they are doing a Mario cameo in the second one. Like, they're bent on making sure that makes it in. So, that should be interesting.
2: Mario was all in this movie.
4: He was, but he wasn't.
2: He was, but he wasn't. Oh, that's got to be Mario at the door and then uh the little mushroom
3: in uh, right oh yeah the, the mushroom hey now yeah. just because we're in fun facts do you guys know where the when he's pulling out the stuff he pulls out the uh exclamation point Do you know where that comes from metal gear oh okay did you know that or did you have to look it up
4: no i actually knew that but it's also in fun facts
3: oh i didn't see that i'm sorry i did not know that yeah it comes from it comes from Metal. i see it down there at the bottom now teresa i'm sorry
4: Alright, so additionally, the game cabinet of the fictional Fix-It-Felix Jr. arcade game is stylized to strongly resemble the cabinet of the original Donkey Kong arcade game, with Ralph and Felix taking similar poses to Donkey Kong and Mario.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Hero's Duty...
3: Uh, <laughs> 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 There's a reference to the... <laughs> How old are we? <laughs> We're so immature. How old are we? I'm 40 years old, and I and I do laugh at duty.
1: You gotta watch yeah, you gotta where watch you step, your step in a game. All <laughs> oh, the heroes, oh, yeah. duty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh goodness! All right, that's a a reference to games like Call of Duty and Halo. Okay, characters from Qbert, including Cubert, Coily, Slick, Sam, and Ugg, are shown as homeless characters that are later taken in by Ralph and Felix into their game.
3: And you get those Cuberties little mm-hmm. cameo things. How about because you're on a phone? That sounded perfect.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, scenes in Game Central Station and Tapper's Bar include Chen Li. Cammy and Blanka from Street Fighter. So all three of them: Pac-Man, Blinky, Pinky, and Inky. The Paper Boy from Paperboy.
3: I, I missed Paper Boy. I did not see him. By the way,
2: he was right by the pong pong.
3: Mm. Yeah,
4: the so pong he. Did, yeah, the pong paddles from Pong. Dig Dug, a Puka, and a Fygar from Dig Dug. The Quicks from Quicks. Frogger from Frogger and Peter Pepper from Burger Time. Additionally, Lara Croft and Mario are referenced, but we've never, we never see them. The residents of Nice Land and the bartender from Tapper are animated using that jerky motion that's a spoof on the limited animation cycles of the 8 and 16-bit arcade games.
3: I, um, that owned me, by the way. That's, that was awesome. That, their, their movements and everything were as funny to me as the pigeons in Bolt. The way the pigeons would move, you know, like just like a pigeon. Oh, yeah. um, that I just loved it, and they would just <laughs> the sharp turns they would make when they were like walking into a room or walking out of a room, and yeah, that was all about it.
2: Well, they can't they can't do do a, a forty five degree angle. It's got to be all the way ninety. Right, I loved it. So they I, have to turn like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that's why it was the best animated movie that year. I heard what you said about Brave i heard that that was a story that wasn't true <laughs> all right so
3: <laughs> as opposed to the
2: what? best animated film was not brave it was wreck it ralph
3: oh i thought you were saying that brave was just a st- not a true story as opposed to like wreck it ralph which was
2: well that's quite possible
3: okay
4: all right, so King Candy yeah, he does. uses the go Konami ahead. code mm-hmm. on e- the NES controller. Can y'all say it?
3: Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right.
2: Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A.
3: Well, it's <laughs> there you go. Now listen, I'm just going to say this, and, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Now, Shaz, do you know where that B-A-A-B? code is? Yeah, it's, like it's I two. think it's
2: B-A-B-A like Baba.
3: right? Yeah, you do B-A-B-A. I
2: thought it was B-A-A-B.
3: No, it's B-A-B-A.
2: I hear B-A-B-A all the time, but yeah. I, play, I press B-A-A-B and I got 30 lives on contract.
3: I don't think you did. I think you pressed B-A-B-A. I and did? Just, I think you're misremembering things. I know. Because I got those 30 lives by going up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A start. Yes,
1: Maybe it works with the start. Those.
3: Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to do two-player, B-A-B-A select start.
2: Oh, I forgot about that, but that's true.
3: One time I was in a grocery store, and I was there with some friends, and I'm like, guys, let's do a social experiment. And we get up to the counter, and I look at the cashier, and I'm like, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A start. And the cashier looked back at me. She's like, what? And the bag boy goes, code for Contra. (laughs) Like, all right. It's the only way to play Contra. Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I can skip this next one because Steve already said it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the songs in the credits is an original work from Buckner and Garcia, who previously did writing for video game theme songs in the 80s.
3: Now, Shaz, I know you know this. Shaz, I know you know this. Oh, yeah. But, Teresa, do you know which one of their songs went to number one?
1: Tetris?
3: Nope, I'm sorry. This is Pac-Man. I'm Casey Kasem, and this is Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. We used to sing Pac-Man Fever.
2: Pac-Man
3: fever That's right Driving me crazy Yeah, when that song Going out of my mind Going out of my mind Yeah, when that song came on in the credits, I'm like, that sounds like Pac-Man fever, and sure enough, I didn't realize it was actually written by Buckner and Garcia
0: That's
3: nice Hmm I don't know, I was like, I
4: was I don't know if I was even born
3: How much do you not care about anything we just said, Teresa? (laughs)
4: <laughs> kind of not really. exactly.
3: hmm Mm-hmm.
4: But when
2: was that? Like, what year was it? Nineteen eighty-three.
3: Yeah, it was. I mean, you I weren't born. Alive, okay. You weren't born, but I'm just saying that for all, for all of us fun factors out there who were. Um.
4: Fun fact. Woo. Now,
3: Stephanie is saying, according to Wikipedia, Shaz has the right code. Wikipedia is wrong. You can't trust Wikipedia. I'm telling you, that's the way I pressed it. It was B-A-B-A.
2: I didn't get this off of Wikipedia. I got this off of the upstairs bin in my house, playing contra.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Well, Three. moving on. The I'm Walt Disney the animated... The, the studio's logo for the opening of the movie is an 8-bit pixelated fashion, whereas the Walt Disney Pictures closing logo appears in a glitch state, which is a reference to the kill screen from
2: pac-man
3: yes well from all those games back in the day
2: yeah pac-man went half screen dead you couldn't see it
3: well so did i mean but all the but all the screens had that pixel kill screen though all the games
2: yeah but pac-man it was half a screen instead of uh instead of everything else you know what i mean you you had to play with the half screen
3: oh really major
2: plot point in ready player one which is coming out uh, next
3: year yeah but I, I let me one of my favorite movie moments in all of movie and cinema history is in that documentary King of Kong Fistful of Quarters is when Fistful the, of Quarters yeah. is when the kid goes around to try to put pressure on the dude that's playing he's like hey guys kill screen coming up on Donkey Kong if you want to see it kill screen coming up on Donkey Kong and like nobody cares oh. we uh, alright Teresa's that just
2: awful? that's Teresa
3: at a video arcade yeah Teresa's mad at us now I'm we're, sorry. We're taking over. It Go ahead, Teresa.
4: It, I can talk to you about games that were out, like, when I was alive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like uh, Masters of Terras Kasi?
3: Oh, my what? Lord. What a terrible game.
4: No, I'm, I'm I like, Nintendo like, Nintendo games. Like, I loved Paperboy. I loved all the Mario games, game. obviously. Um, I like... We had an Atari when I was little. Uh... Let's
2: Did you see. play Space Invaders on the Atari? I think so. How about E.T.? Did you play E.T. on the Atari? I Number one game so. of all time.
4: I don't think we had that one. Um, oh, one of my favorite games, y'all are both going to laugh at, but one of my favorite, favorite games for the Nintendo was one of the Sesame Street games. Why am I,
2: Why would I why laugh at yours?
3: that?
4: I don't know. Well, I was little, you know?
2: Was so, it the one where Oscar... Pops out of the thing and talks to you and tells you what to do, and you go like into his junkyard or whatever, or you go into his camp.
4: Think so. Think that was one of them. I also like Duck Hunt, but I was one of those kids that I just held the gun right up to the TV screen. I thought it would work better that way. Did it? <laughs> In my opinion, it did. I
2: think I it did. Know. I think you, you you get a better shot that way. <laughs> That's called cheating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we had the. Uh, do you guys remember when they came out with a Nintendo Power Pad?
0: Which yeah, had the we, track
3: and field game? What we would do is the we would. not The one that you step on? Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. actually run on it. We'd yeah. actually get down on our hands and knees and just beat it with our fists. Man, you could make some good time on those track and field games doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's called cheating. Well. <laughs> man, I was sitting there stomping that thing like crazy.
3: It's called being a fatty.
4: All right, so let's finish up Fun Facts. We've got two more. Okay, so the bartender game, which appears, which is Tapper, from 1983, it was actually controversial in real life. The game featured a bartender serving bugs of of Budweiser beer. The game was intended for adults to play in real life bars, but eventually it made its way into kid-friendly arcades where parents were upset about the content. So consequently... Bally Midwake recreated a nearly identical version called Root Beer Tapper, with a soda yeah. jerk character instead of a bartender. The version in Wreck It Ralph combines the bartender character from the original Tapper with the root beer of the later version.
3: Was it actually? I mean, how did they know it was Budweiser beer with those old uh, graphics back in the day? Was that painted on the cabinet? I guess. I don't know.
2: I wasn't alive in eighty.
3: Shaz, you're the you're, no, you're the '80s game expert here. Yeah.
2: I really don't know. I'm guessing it just had the symbols Mm. You know, kind of that off off kilter um sideways hourglass.
3: Right, right.
2: You know, if it showed that then then that would assume it. I mean but I don't know. I really don't know. I I remember that it got changed to Root Beer Tapper though.
3: Yeah.
4: All right. So the high score of Wreck It Ralph's game cabinet is twelve oh five oh one.
3: What is that actual number, Teresa?
4: It is Walt Disney's birthday.
3: No, I mean what is the actual number? How do you how would you actually say that number? Oh, uh
4: hundred
3: and twenty thousand five hundred and one. Well done. Look at you.
1: Yay. Hooray.
3: Now what do you call a canine type animal that lives in the wild and hunts and runs in packs?
4: It's a dog. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Is a
2: wild dog? No, no. Something that Polonia likes. Come on, come yeah. on. You, you got this. Ahsoka?
3: Well, Ahsoka is not one of these. Mm. <laughs> nope.
1: It's a wolf.
3: A wolf? <laughs> oh, we did it. We did it. I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> All
2: right, so... You know, you, you, what about that song from that movie? I, I'd like to wreck it, wreck it.
3: Oh, man.
2: Wreck it!
1: No, wrong. Wouldn't it be better
2: that way?
4: It would be. And then that movie would not have been number two or whatever. Okay, exactly. so, the, so you know, anyway. You know, so the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what
3: else is number two? You know what else is <laughs> number two? Heroes duty. Heroes <laughs>
1: duty. The show has gone off the rails. I'm going to oh wreck my. it. It's, okay. It just happened because y'all let me come on oh, the show. Okay, ridiculous. everybody calm I really...
4: down. I was trying to honor Walt Disney.
3: Sorry, right. Teresa. Sorry, okay, Teresa. It was his birthday. Sorry, it's Teresa. His birthday,
4: December 5th, 1901. Okay, anyway. All right. Wreck-It Ralph, y'all. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Oh,
3: Okay. Here we go. Well, Teresa, what did you think of this movie?
4: Oh, I have loved this movie since it came out. I thought it was great. I actually really do love all of the little cameos from the other characters. And every time I watch it, I'm always like trying to watch the background. Like, what have I not seen? Yes,
3: yeah. You know, because
4: I know there's stuff I'm missing. Well,
3: what's I really f- what's really fun is the graffiti, in in the central station and everything. There's, right, there's I didn't there's some bring it up
4: because I didn't really know. I know it, some of it relates back to like Final Fantasy, but mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly sure what all of it means. But it is there.
3: Well one uh, if you have the if you have the blu-ray when you
4: yeah when you pause it
3: yeah, when you pause the blu-ray, yeah. Chris Hardwick comes up and begins giving you some fun facts mm-hmm. about the movie <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly now, Shaz, I know this appeals to your techno retro dad stylings, but just the movie and the story overall, what do you think of this film
2: Oh, it rips your heart out twice doesn't it it's, it it yeah it does it's a great great movie good characters you know you got the bad guy who wants to be good but you know he's got to accept you know he's the bad guy and that's good and he's never going to be good and that's not bad and you know he's got to accept himself for who he is I love this movie I'm being told I'm too loud we just arrived in the neighborhood and I'm jabbering my mouth
3: off. you're not too loud I can barely hear you you need to be louder can you hear me now yeah, that's good. That's great. Is that better?
1: That's it's fantastic. Creepy, I'll hold the microphone, really. But it's kind of <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've got to be that guy. Why are you trying to be all? <laughs> of uh, Because
2: we just arrived and it's like everybody's asleep in this neighborhood.
3: Well, they can't all breaking You're... into a house. Uh, the day neighbor... I'm told I'm a loudmouth. Is everyone sleeping outside in the neighborhood?
2: I'm screaming.
3: Yeah. Well, obviously
2: I'm screaming. That's the problem.
3: No, you're not screaming. That's the problem.
2: Okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing about this movie. Number one, I wanted to see it because it was obviously a really cool movie for techno-retro stuff. You're talking 1980s video games or mm-hmm. before. Space Invaders is there, you know? Mm-hmm. Pong is there. But but the, the other thing is, is these Disney movies are incredible. My kids were, well, much younger then. Um, let's see. Luke was five years younger. Let's say twenty twelve. Is that what we're talking? Hey, yeah. About?
3: How about both your kids were five years younger? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I'm
3: trying to
2: figure how. how'd have made him 10 how'd
3: have made him ten. And she's, she would have been thirteen. Luke was. Luke. Season? Luke was was uh, five years younger, and Shavizar was. I'm going to say she was seven years younger when this came out.
2: She was. No, no. I'm pretty sure she was just thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna talk louder now because I just broke into the house. Good, but don't put that on the air. Don't put that oh, on the air. All right.
3: They left the key. They left the key. Um, Are you in a stranger's house, Shaz? There's nobody home. Okay, that's fine.
2: Yeah, no, it's not stranger's house. It's family's house. They oh, okay. left me a key.
3: Oh, that was sweet of them. <laughs> yeah, that was nice.
2: Anyway, here's the thing about this movie. You've got the the good guy who's a bad guy. You've got the good guy who's also a good guy. You've got the glitch who's a good guy. And you've got Gene. Gene is the real problem in this movie. Gene (laughs) needs to be thrown out into the dump so he can, you know, cry his little pixelated tears while he looks at everybody else partying. You know, because why are you here, Gene? Hmm? Gene is
3: a jerk. Why are you here? Gene is a
2: jerk. Gene is a jerk. And nobody kicks him out at the end of the movie. Nobody. You know that's how nice the people are in Niceville, including the guy who wrecks it.
4: I don't get why the, they don't value Wreck It Ralph. That's my thing. Like you, you have to have Wreck It Ralph in order to have your game.
2: Well, they do. Once the At game ends. No, no, no. They they value him as soon as they realize that they need Ralph to not be out of order. Now, yeah, they, that's what they I give but, him Yeah awards at the end, but I mean that's like the middle of the game. I mean middle of the show. Right? Am I wrong about that?
3: No, you're you're right. Thank you. Okay. Like a huge okay. Delay so, on if we had to, we no. I'm there's sorry. I got. I don't know what Steve's doing. but <laughs> stop no, talking. No, I'm sorry, guys. I got distracted looking for funny quotes. I apologize. Let me, let me shut this window down. <laughs> I just did terrible. <laughs> I did a terrible right. thing. I zoned out looking for quotes, and I forget. I, I forgot that Carissa, I was podcasting. Thank you
2: for listening to me, even though Steve doesn't. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, uh, always. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to ask you a question, Shaz. Like, if you... Like, how... What is my question? It le- it left. It left my brain. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, how did you feel about these new characters that are, like, obviously not from real games mixed in with the
2: games you know? Oh, they fit in perfectly. And I think the whole whole gist... I think Steve is the one who said it. That the, the reason this goes well... Maybe it was you... The reason this goes well is because you're not bringing in um, characters that everybody knows and already has made a backstory for, and and trying to stick with it or changing that. Instead, you've got people who fit in perfectly, and and are are good representatives of the time. Because I mean, you you look at this game; it's like rampage, um, and what what else?
3: What, what else there's would, got there a little Donkey Kong there? action in there.
2: Little Donkey Kong action to it, yeah.
3: It's It's got. It's got, um, it's got some. Of, it's got some of the original Mario Brothers, not necessarily Super Mario Brothers, but the original Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. where you're jumping from level to level. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm trying to think of a game that somebody was fixing something on. Wasn't you, there something that somebody fixes things
3: on? Uh, I don't know, but you know what? It reminds me of the 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 video when they're showing the actual video game play. It has it has the look of the old Popeye video game.
4: I don't know that game.
3: Shaz, did we lose you?
4: I think we lost Shaz.
3: Oh my god! Shaz, Shaz, How did we lose Shaz?
4: I don't know. You hung up on him.
3: I didn't hang up on him. He hung up on us. <laughs> Call failed. What's going on here?
4: Oh no!
3: Here we go. What? you got to be kidding me. Shaz is gone.
4: Hmm. Well, okay, well, let's... You figure that out. Um...
3: I will figure that out, Teresa.
4: I'm trying to think of, like... Gosh, there's just so much stuff to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so let's talk about Ralph. Okay. So... Do you... Did you like Ralph initially or did you like? Oh, I love Ralph. I
3: love Ralph because I love John C. Mm Riley. And. um,
4: See, Ralph confused me at first, but then I kind of got over that because his interactions, like as soon as he really starts interacting with Vanellope, I was just like, this is gold. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: This is so awesome. He's like, I'm from the candy tree or the tree trimming company and she's like are you a hobo and like his reaction was like no i'm not a hobo
3: it's just so great their their relationship was um was very good
4: their relationship makes me think of like you and me <laughs> like i'm a little like annoying kid you know that's like calling you a diaper baby mhm Hey, I and you're like the guy that's like, leave me alone.
3: You call me a diaper you've never called me a diaper baby.
4: No, I know. That's the only one I can the quote I can think of from her. All
3: like right. The moment. Um I here's what happened by the way. Um the reason we lost Old Shaz Bazaar is because um I ran out of Skype minutes, ladies and gentlemen, which is uh oh. which is my plug for um uh Patreon so the Patreon keeps us doing things like being able to call people on the Skype and all mm. so that's if you want to know so I'm reloading my minutes on Skype <laughs> I feel like I'm the person going to the uh, um, to the store to reload my minutes here we go we're going to bring them back in all hell alright. Yeah, you know what? Rush, I did. Rush. I do feel like Wreck It Ralph because I'm big and I always break things.
2: Well, you know the problem is. What's that? You're Wreck It Ralph. Hmm. Teresa is Fix It Felix. Oh and no, I'm, I'm not. I'm Vanellope. And that's that's what happened here. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> she you you wreck it, she fixes it, and and I'm the glitch that just
3: you're, you're surpasses you your no, gene passes everything,, but you no you're I not guess. but you're not Jean you're not gene, not <laughs> <laughs> gene, oh, oh mean he's the bad guy, oh mean jean he's
2: a good guy that is bad, mean gene. Mm-hmm. mean gene driving a green machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: no, you know who now, are his- who are the bad people in this movie taffeta mutton fudge candlehead and rancis flugger
3: but that's because by the way fun names but that's because they forgot their Their memories were wiped
4: i don't care taffeta mutton fudge
3: uh, is mean and king candy and king candy told him not to like the glitch don't you know
4: Well, okay, Sour Bill is hilarious because he just seems like he's mad all the time and he's like, all hail the rightful ruler of Sugar
3: Rush. Thank you, Sour Bill. (laughs) I like Sour Bill. Sour Bill's the best. uh, You know,
2: he's the one who finally convinced me how bad Ralph's breath was. (laughs) Because, you know, different people comment on it and say different things about it. But when he is absolutely terrified of going into Ralph's mouth, I was like, that guy must have really bad breath. Well, it's
0: and like think, Vanellope
4: says. Around, well, yeah, Penelope says, your breath is it, so right? bad, it made my ears
2: numb. Intran- she was just, she couldn't be trusted. At that point, you think she just likes to insult people. You know? <laughs> well, the, and his... Then, and,
4: and, and- She's one of the children of the candy corn. <laughs>
3: His bad breath became a became a situation throughout. It was thing, but I felt like Sour Bill wasn't so worried about the breath so much as being sucked out of existence.
2: Oh no no no! I don't think he was worried about being sucked out of existence. I think he was afraid of being licked. He just did not want to go back in that mouth.
3: Well, nobody Isn't likes that what he's talking about. Nobody likes to be licked. No, let's be honest. We just want to win. <laughs> I just want to win. I'm going to wreck it! Hey, did, uh, now look, this is one of those things, very similar to Wonder Woman recently. Big reveal leading into the end. The first time you saw this movie, did you see the big reveal of the Candy King, don't you know? Being, um... Oh, yeah. Come being, on, Teresa, you saw it, right?
4: What, can the, the King Candy was going to be Turbo? Mm-hmm. No.
3: Yeah. I didn't see it either. I didn't. No, but
4: when when Turbo happened I was like Oh my
3: god! It absolutely made sense. I gotta tell you I'm a, I'm a sucker for stuff. I don't see surprise reveals coming ever apparently.
2: Wait a mm-hmm. second. Did you not see the Wonder Woman one? No, I didn't. Oh no, me we either. talked about that, didn't
3: yeah, we? Yeah, we did. We talked about that. So obviously I don't see things coming when, when they're happening. I just take things at face value and go along for the ride. And then he's like, I'm Turbo, I'm don't you know?
2: <laughs> Abby gets aggravated when I say, oh, this one's going to
3: be such, such. She's
2: like, Dad, I haven't seen it yet. I was like, well, neither have I.
3: Hmm. It's a plot <laughs> twist, don't you know? I'm messing around. I'm messing around with the code.
2: Now, you, you know, Well, but when did you figure it out? You didn't figure it out whenever he was messing with the code and all? Or you no, I figured it, it out when Mike his right. face
3: flashed.
2: Oh wow. wow. Well you just thought he got moved out with road blasters. Is that what you're saying?
3: I thought the whole thing yeah, I did. I thought that I thought that Turbo was okay. gone and that this was the, the lesson that all the games knew. And so I thought when he was yeah. actually in the code, I thought it was like, Oh, this is a game that's figured I I was going to tron level stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is he's trying to be the MCP now, you know, he's, he's Well
2: they did. <clears throat> That is Tron-level stuff. It
3: is Tron-level stuff, but, like, I didn't think it was going to be, I'm turbo, I'm, I'm King Candy, and I'm turbo, don't you know? I'm going to win the race.
2: <laughs> he didn't care about winning the race right then. You know what he was worried about? Her crossing the finish line. Now, here's something that we just discovered tonight. We were driving back, uh, we we're driving down here from state and uh, watching Ralph. Well, I was listening. Abby was watching. And and when when Penelope gets Ralph's coin or medal, throws it into the thing, she's walking right towards the finish line and then turns away. And she's like, you oh, know, if she had just walked man. across right then, if she had
3: just walked across right then. But it wasn't a race at that point, so would it have counted?
2: It was all she had to do was cross the finish line.
3: Yeah, but, in a, race, but in a race. But in a race.
2: It's the start line too. It's the start line, too, so if it hadn't started, I guess it wouldn't be the finish That's line. That's right.
3: Exactly. Good. Exactly.
2: Thinking. Steve, um, you get a gumdrop.
3: Is, uh, so the, the police officers, old Dunkin' the Donut, by the way. Dunkin' Donut, and what was the other one's name? Winch, Winchell. Winchell. Winchel. Is that a, is... I don't know what is, that is. Is that a pastry, guys? Is that a pastry company? Winchell's? Teresa? Must be.
4: Uh, it might be. I'm not... I don't know. I just always laughed because the cops were donuts.
3: Right. Well, and they had their devil dogs.
4: Well, let's and see. Winchell Donuts like. comes up on Google. Winchell's Donut House.
3: Oh. Where is it? Where is that, don't uh-huh. you know?
4: Winchell's Donuts is an international donut company, um... That's in a hundred over over 170 stores in 12 western states.
3: Western states, okay. Ah, uh,
2: that's what it is. Let's see.
3: That's we're west we're of the total. Mississippi, don't you know?
4: He doesn't ever say that.
3: Teresa's west of the Mississippi, don't you know? What does he say? He doesn't ever say, huh? don't you know? Yeah, but that's what no, Wynn always did. Uh, the character,
2: yes, exactly.
3: That's Alan Tudyk so that's is doing an impersonation Yeah, Alan Tudyk, by the way K2SO Is doing hey, hey. An, is doing yeah. an impersonation Of um, Ed Wynn Who was the uh, Mad Hatter In Alice in Wonderland By the way right. In fact, King Candy looks a lot like The Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland
2: Yes, he does Very much
3: Boom, fun facted
2: I mean, we're getting stuff that wasn't even in the fun facts now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We're getting into Chris Hardwick intermission territory.
3: Here. Well, I didn't. Know, I didn't. Does Chris uh, Does Chris Hardwick bring that up?
2: No, I'm saying you 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 just added something of that level. So that's what I'm
3: saying. I'm King Candy.
4: <laughs> salmon. It's a salmon color.
3: It's not. Um, it's not pink. It's salmon.
4: So, one of my what? favorite things about this whole movie is when the Oreos.
3: Oh, say, yes. Oreo. Yes. Oreo. And how about when that happened, when I first saw this movie that happened, I, I was kicking myself for never doing that. I'm like, why? I never did that. I never, I ne- I, why did I never think to do that when I was eating Oreos?
2: I thought that that's what they were saying when I was little. You didn't?
3: No, I just thought they were saying, oh, I just
2: thought
4: they were, oh, wee,
3: yo. No, somebody
2: had to convince me that they weren't saying it, and then I felt stupid.
3: Oh, I, well. I
2: thought they were saying real words, not oh, wee, uh But <laughs> evidently, you know, somebody else thought that way. Or, well, you could do the Robin Williams version.
3: What was Oh-wee-oh.
2: it? Oh, wee, oh. Chimin. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So let's let's Good talk about
4: let's talk about the the love between Fixit Felix and Sergeant Calhoun.
3: I she's a dynamite gal. Oh, get out!
4: Yeah, one get of up. the best parts of when he was like, "Oh, look at that high definition."
0: <laughs>
3: I've just got the first sight. It I've got the sight. honey glow.
4: I've got the honey glow, something fierce. That's just the honey glow in my cheeks. Because she's like, cause she says, you might want to hit yourself with your hammer a couple of times. You're still red.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the- I like about that whole situation is she is so not going to be attracted to him. Because he's, you know, this little brunt, you know, and she's big, powerful army commander who beats up these. Bigger men, you know, and, and, but then when he pulls her out of the, out of the uh, lagoon of sweetness with the Laffy Taffy, she looks up at it and she's like, "Oh, my hero," you know. And so, so it's it's a very interesting change of of heart, so to speak. There, although she didn't want to hit him while they were down in that, um, what was it, Nestle Quick, Nestle Quicksand. Nestle Quicksand.
0: Yeah, that's and what then the laffy taffy is like la 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 la, la 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 la. <laughs> that
2: was a little bit
3: freaky. I love when, when she's they come in. By spe- speaking of Sergeant Calhoun, I love when she's like giving the pep talk. She's like, "It's make your mamas proud time," and Wreck It Ralph goes, "I love my mama. <laughs> I love my mama," and he's so
2: excited about everything when this happens, you know. He's excited about starting this round. He's excited about, you know, I love my mama. He's getting all pepped up and everybody else is just kind of sitting there. And then, when did our video games become so violent and scary? <laughs> 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 but he
1: is. He's so pure. He is so good. I love Obama.
2: mama. I love Obama. mama. <laughs> How many times have you guys seen this movie this week?
3: Oh, I just saw it once today. Yeah, I'll I watch it today. watched it today. I just watched once. Oh, my goodness. This yeah. movie
2: is rewatchable over
3: and over and over. It really is. There's some funny stuff. And, I mean, from Vanellope's little sayings to the the story itself. And I'm not going to lie. I got choked up at the very end when he's like, and I don't mind being picked up so much because every time they pick me up, I can see my friend oh, across the way. Oh, mm-hmm. that'll kill you. Oh. That'll kill you.
2: No, but, I know, can't it's say. Not only time, the other times, when when, uh, when when he has to tear up her car,
3: you know. Oh my gosh! That w- doesn't that kill you too? What's more heart wrenching, him busting up her car, or John Lithgow yelling at Harry to go back to the forest, and Harry and Harry and the oh, Hendersons? Oh, it's the
2: same thing, man. Right? I don't know. Wreck-it Ralph touches. I don't know. That's tough. hmm Ooh, that's tough. Teresa then busts Harry and the Henderson.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Have you, Teresa? No.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Teresa, do you know what the first rule of hero's duty is?
4: No butts, no something, no coconuts.
3: No cuts, no butts, no coconuts. <laughs> but no coconuts.
4: Well, I like when Sergeant oh, Calhoun uh, says, "Doomsday and Armageddon just had a
1: baby, and it is ugly." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, when they start laying the eggs (laughs) He's like, oh no, something's coming out of its butt (laughs)
0: Here's
2: the thing Can you not imagine yourself Being that girl Trying to play this game It just
3: goes to be because this one player <laughs> because one of the characters, hollers, What's coming out of its butt? <laughs> she just stops and just stares at the screen.
1: Like, What is this game? <laughs> <laughs>
2: just what a ripoff. Sorry, that just you just had me thinking about that scene. It that's why this is rewatchable. You can see it from so many levels, you can be in the arcade you can
3: be in the video arcade playing the arcade, you know? It's got something coming out of its butt! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, why are your hands so freakishly big? Uh, I don't know. Why are you so freakishly annoying?
4: Are you a hobo?
3: I am not a hobo.
1: (laughs)
4: oh man Mimic now one of the now.
1: cool one of,
4: one of the cool things about this particular movie is that they actually did get the voices of some of the actual video game characters to do their voices so for like the root beer tapper Maurice LaMarche who actually did it oh yeah uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Roger Roger Craig, Roger Craig Smith for Ryu Kyle Aber. um Oh let's see.
2: Who did Ken? Mm. Who did who? Ken. You said it was Oh, you.
4: I don't know. Oh, Ken Masters. I think it was also Ruben the- Ruben Langdon.
2: Yeah. Oh, 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 uh um M. Bison, I think, was the original voice actor also.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a bunch More of a yeah, there's a bunch of, there's tons of voices in this thing, like just so many.
2: This movie can stand without being a video game movie, you know, With uh, even if it didn't have any classic games in it. It could have stood on its own. Like
3: if all the games were just oh. like, uh, like just video games they made up? Just Yeah, it could have
2: stood because it, it, had, it had the feel of the games, even if they weren't the real games. And the story itself is fantastic. You know, yeah. if, he, if it wasn't in a video game, you could use the same kind <laughs> of gist. You know, the bad guy who nobody appreciates, who's really a good guy. You know, everybody just doesn't like what he does, but it's necessary, it's essential. You know, he's he's the he's the garbage man. Yeah, that you don't pay yeah. attention to who picks up your garbage. What about? Everybody's like, "Oh man, that guy stinks."
3: What about? And I'm sorry, I'm still just on funny moments. What about when she's showing him around, right. like the uh, the Diet Cola Mountain, and she's showing him where she sleeps? She's like, "I just get some candy wrappers and wrap up like a homeless lady, <laughs> like a little homeless yeah. lady. <laughs> I bundle myself up like a little homeless lady." <laughs> You know, here's
2: the thing. I wonder if you could even say that in 2017. We've changed a lot since 2012.
0: You know.
3: Wow, I guess so.
2: <laughs> but she does. It, now, is that piece of strawberry shortcake? Is that what that is? is one of those little shortcakes you put? Your yeah, yeah, on? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Have you seen any of the of the how they they made this movie at all? Can I bring this up, or Teresa, are you going to bring this up? No. Go ahead. Um, one of the the people working at Disney, what do you call those Imagineers? I guess,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, what was tasked with the responsibility of making a a model of of a land out of candy. And she actually took candy, physical candy, and made this this candy hollow model. Oh wow! She said the first day she ate a lot of the candy. Of
3: the course. Second day
2: she ate a lot of the candy. About the third day, she stopped eating the candy. She she had a bit of a, come on, say it. Sugar rush. Yes, yes. that's what she had. She had a sugar rush.
3: Well, that's but, not. Well, it's not blood force normal. trauma. <laughs> it's not blood force trauma, ma'am. That's just the honey glow in my cheeks.
1: <laughs> I can fix it.
2: <laughs> no, no, I couldn't fix that one. But, but, what was I talking about? Oh, oh, the model! I saw pictures of this model, and they really did a good job because she would yeah. crush up, you know, like wait, chocolate wafers, you know, and all these things, and, and lay it around. And they took that and made these this CGI world. And one thing that really is impressive to me is like the the Nestle Quicksand and the uh, the roadways, how the powder goes. It looks like real candy it looks like real sweets
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know they made an incredible and then you contrast that with the 1982 fix it felix game and then contrast that with the the hero's duty
3: yeah <laughs> why are you contrasting with duty now what you-
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other world and then relax Arcade it has, you know, all those different games in it and some of which you don't really see. So you've got four totally different worlds that you're involving yourself in, and I guess really if you look at it, Game Central Station too. Five. Completely different CGI environment. Yeah, that's
3: true. That's true. That's right. Um, What was the budget for for this movie? Teresa?
4: Um a good question i don't have i didn't write that down i didn't have it open i'll find it oh it's
2: okay i'm sorry you uh, you you just like have all this knowledge
3: how about at the end when when she when they all remember she's the princess and she's like everyone who was ever mean to me will be executed executed and everyone goes nuts and felix goes oh lord and then they come back Calhoun's to Calhoun's like, this just got interesting Yeah, they come back to Taffi, They come back to Tafita or whatever, however you say her name And she's crying She's like, I'm just kidding, you can stop crying And she's like, oh, oh, thank goodness She's like, I can't stop, it just keeps coming It just keeps happening <laughs>
4: So the budget was $165 million uh,
2: That That's what I was going to say I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised If it was $200 million. It was a big budget a very large budget. I mean, that sounds big to me. Mm-hmm. But they had to create all these worlds. You know what we kept hearing from Dave, you know, with uh, Clone Wars. We can't do that because, you know, we only have this much of a budget and all this stuff, which was a lot higher than Rebels.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, you know, it. this kind of bi- world building costs a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. And they did an amazing job on this. I mean, this is a, again, this movie would have succeeded as a live action movie. The themes, the plots, the the characters, but the the way they did it as a video game, it just brought in, I think more people you've got the, the literal, you know, the techno retro dads are going to show up. You got kids are going to show up. You're going to have parents who didn't play video games, taking their kids to see this movie. And you know it was number four. Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, at the, the fourth office? fourth animated feature, the four, number four animated feature it was yeah, number uh, thirteen. Yeah. It was number thirteen at the box office for the year.
2: Yeah, but under you got to move it, move it.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: a funny show, but I mean this thing is incredible. And we got it. We got it uh, as soon as it came out on Blu-ray. So of course we helped it. You know, debut quite high. And mm-hmm.
4: uh, On that opening weekend Well Steve I do want to do a couple of these songs Oh okay Because um, we do have a few here There's They used Obviously there's a score But there's also Some kind of pop songs that they used mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
4: the first one that we see Kind of in the movie Is the Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna in the. Oh,
2: inside the Diet
0: Coke.
4: Diet Cola Mountain.
0: Optimus Prime. Yeah.
4: Yes, that's it. Well, while you're queuing that up, Steve, I just want to read a couple of things. I had this out on Facebook for some of our listeners. So, Wendy Cooper said that the movie has, she really enjoys it, it has great lines, character growth, and warm fuzzies. Eric Grubbs said that his favorite part is when she wraps herself up in a blanket and, or the little candy wrappers, and like she's a little homeless I'm gonna lady. Going
3: to bundle myself up like a little homeless lady.
4: And then Stuffity says this is the only movie that makes him cry twice per viewing every time without fail.
3: Was an interesting soundtrack with with some of this stuff, by the way.
4: Yeah, and they play "Celebration" from "Cool in the Gang" at oh, one point. Yeah. Yep. And um, the Sugar Rush song is really cute. Mm-hmm. I like that
3: song. That's it. Is that an original one for this movie? It has to be, right? I oh,
4: yeah. think so. Yes.
3: Why is this not working right now?
2: In fact, I think that name Sugar Rush came up pretty late in production. I forget what they were calling that racing game earlier, but it was uh, Sugar
3: Rush right there. Well, and it sounds like a video game song, like something you'd have in a little racy video game like this.
0: Oh,
2: they
0: nailed it.
3: No, that's Japanese. What is that all about? Yeah is it a japanese song i think if if
2: it's
3: not you know i thought it was okay well here's the apparently the english lyrics
2: but i mean it wasn't a i
0: think it's an original song though isn't
2: it yeah
3: all roads aren't straight yeah they're windy bumpy and most likely things can go rough from time to time we'll keep running though would you care for something sweet <laughs> that's not even a haiku but that's a, that's the translation <laughs> that's the translation would you care for something sweet oh man well
4: and then the when can i see you again by al city that
2: one i think oh,
4: that is i think this one's the in credits one that i really like
3: Oh the ink credits are good too. You go from uh,
2: Nice Niceville, is that the name of it? Yeah.
3: You go through from the Niceville, whole thing, but they do it all in eight bit.
2: Yes. Or sixteen. Yes, bit. You don't get the high def.
3: Owl City, yes. When did they become a thing? They kind of been around for a while. Yeah, they kind of dip in and out with stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm
2: not familiar with that newfangled stuff.
3: Me either. Me either. I'm a.
2: But however, that's a really catchy tune.
3: Um, it is a catchy tune, it, and it's probably the catchiest of the tunes to me. That's not celebrated. I
2: don't know. When I think Wreck It Ralph, I think Sugar Rush.
3: Really. Sugar Rush, oh, yeah. Sugar yeah. Rush I gotta <laughs> hold on, I gotta <laughs> I'm gonna offend everybody let's just go ahead and go for oh. it All right.
2: Steve's trying to troll people lately Teresa, I don't know if he's gotten to you but now he's trolling everyone in, in the chat <laughs> oh.
3: Donna Michidate Masugu Jenaidaro Sumagari-kunet Dakoboko Shitturu Hazusa Sarai Koto-toki-ni-wa-aruyo-ni aruyo bakutachi wa hashiru Hashiruyo Ame mano dimu akaga. S-U-G-A-R Jump into your racing car Say Sugar Rush, Sugar Rush, hey. hey Sugar Rush I just read the Japanese oh, no, lyrics for Sugar Rush
2: That's That was, you know, very authentic.
3: Thank you, thank you. Hey, you're going to wake the neighborhood, Shaz. Teresa's so mad at us right now.
2: I'm I'm inside now. I'm inside. I know. I I feel like I've overstepped.
3: We have we have completely derailed Teresa's podcast, and she's Teresa. Don't be mad. Not mad. Look, let me. What's your next question? I don't have one. All roads aren't straight. Yes, they're windy and most likely bumpy from time to time. Things can get rough. We'll keep running away. Would you care for something sweet? S-U-G-A-R. Jump into your racing car. Say sugar rush. Sugar rush. S-U-G-A-R. Jump into your racing car. Say sugar rush. Sugar rush. If you get sad, just close your eyes because in your dreams, you can forget your worries. Even if our engine stalls here, we won't panic. Would you care for something sweet? (laughs) Hey, did you catch
2: him say toot sweet? He calls her toot sweet. Name that reference.
3: Toot Sweet? Toot Sweet. I mean, is that a wrestling thing, NWO?
2: No. No, it's a Disney thing.
3: Wait, no, it's not a
2: Disney thing. My mistake. The characters from this movie, or the actors from this movie, are in a Disney movie, but this movie, I believe, is not a Disney
3: movie. Well, what is it? Big Van Dyke. It's
2: Chitty uh, Bang, Bang Bang.
3: Bang. Hmm.
4: That's a Disney movie. Is it a Disney movie? No, it's mm-hmm. not.
3: It's Eon Films. Which is Disney. Mm. The just...
4: original Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is Disney.
3: Teresa, I think you're look. It is Disney. No, it was the I people who did. It's it. the same people who did um, uh, James Bond. What? Seriously? Yeah.
4: Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is under the Disney banner. It's one of the live-action Disney films.
3: Teresa, I thought
2: it was yes. Disney, but then when we got it, it didn't say Disney on it. So I thought maybe I. Was it's wrong. not
3: Disney. I hate to break it to you, Teresa.
1: I swear. Now
3: the Sherman Brothers you did the Sherman Brothers it? did the music. Right, and,
2: and it's Dick Van Dyke and um um uh.
3: The production company is Warfield Productions. It was distributed by United Artists,
4: which at the time nope. when was
3: this nineteen
4: sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is during the time. You remember how we talked about Steve that there was a bunch of those movie studios that fell underneath all of that United like Touchstone and everything.
3: But no, this is United Artists was I their own know. thing. United Artists was founded in February fifth, nineteen eighteen and they were a thing for many years if they're not still going. September well, I know twenty, know
4: they are, but I'm saying I thought that there was a point in time no. where...
3: They were acquired by MGM in 1981.
4: Okay, so then that would have been after because then MGM was acquired by Disney.
3: Right. So in 1968, no, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was not a Disney movie. But everyone well, thought... But, but Teresa, me. everyone thought it was... Because again, it's the Sherman Brothers doing the music It's Dick Van Dyke It's shot very much in that, you know, same style Of like a Mary Poppins and that sort of thing
2: Very much like Mary Poppins
3: So, hey, the Kitten Whispers and Tickle Fight Stop now, ladies and gentlemen That's a that's a Sergeant Calhoun quote Teresa's so mad right now Teresa, we love you, we love you, we love you Oh, she's not You're one dynamite gal <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: this is a weird phrase Listen, I tried it to be nice that
4: in real life.
3: I tried to be nice I trying to be nice You're mimicking me You're mimicking me That's rude, this conversation is officially over
4: <laughs> This conversation is officially
3: over <laughs> Oh man Well Shaz, you got any final commentary Or thoughts on wreck Ralph? Yes
2: well, on Wreck-It Ralph or on my future expectations and anticipations for next year
3: in the sequel? Oh, go you both. Well, okay. Wreck-It Ralph, awesome
2: movie. Deserves a sequel. Loved the movie. And uh, everything about... Oh, especially the 30 years at Litwark's Lit Arcade. It just makes me want to pause and look at every single game in that arcade. hmm Which, of course, I did. And, they-
1: and it was awesome!
2: <laughs> it makes you make lists. But... The, the movie is incredible. If you haven't seen this, let me spoil it for you. Turbo is King Candy. And something about cruise and a car. But I won't talk about that right now.
3: Well, uh, Shaz did movie. send me a list but, last night of the games that he saw in okay. Wreck-It Ralph. Agent X, Altered Don't. Beast... Asteroids, Battle Zone, Burger Time, Centipede, Dance Dance, Revolution twice, District 51, Dragon Slayer, Fatal Assault, Finish Line 7, Fix It Felix Jr. Food Fight, Frogger, Heroes Duty.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hoop Jams, The House of the Dead, Pac-Man, Red Scare, Road Blasters, Ski Ball, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Invaders, Star Wars, both versions. Now where did you see those?
2: They were in the same spot. Um when, when it's fading, when you know it's going back towards the door, and you're walking back towards the door,
3: when all the things are getting Star switched Wars, in and out,
2: stand up is there? Okay. Yeah. First, it's the stand up one. When the stand up goes away, you've got the cockpit version in the same spot.
3: Nice. Street Both Fighter versions are there. Yeah. Street Fighter Two, Sugar Rush, Tapper, Target, Bravo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't see the Turtles. Were they in the? Were they in the yeah, arcade? Yeah, they well? were there. Oh, I did see that. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they right. Yeah, that's the, right the one side. we played at the arcade that time. Tempest, Time Hunter Four. Yes. Tron in in Game Central Station.
2: Yeah, you know how it have the titles over top of the different plugs.
3: Oh, really? Tron?
2: Tron. Tron was Tron was one of those listed there. Altered Beast was listed. Um, what else was there? Well, of course, Heroes Duty and uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, Frogger. There's several, but yeah. but the, the only one that we saw only there was Tron. I think.
3: Turbo Time, Undead Apocalypse, Virtual Cop, and Wacka Troll. Not to be confused with Whack-A-Mola.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. They say whack a mole in the thing, but it's Whack-A-Troll that's the, the, thing, uh, the uh, game on the, in the arcade.
3: So we need to see Tron in the sequel, right, Chas?
2: Yes, that's where I was going. Okay. Uh, we need to see Wreck-It Ralph riding a light cycle.
3: That's what I'm talking about.
2: That's, that's the thing. Uh, hey, did you play the video game with Logan uh, Loganville?
3: Yeah, I remember. I suck.
2: Fix the Felix. Luke got the high score on that thing.
3: Oh, no, not the Fix-It Felix I didn't, but I played Tron, I thought you were talking about.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you weren't very good at that. That tips didn't help you, huh?
3: I've played, not at all. I've played Fix-It Felix down at the (laughs) Disney Quest, down at uh, Disney Springs. Oh, did you really? Did Mm -hmm. you like it? It's hard. (laughs) It's one of those, I can't, I don't, I guess I'm not a good video game player, (laughs) unless it's Miss Pac-Man.
2: It's jump, left, right, fix. I mean, there's not a lot to this
3: game. Well, look,
2: all these simple games. I'm ga- just messing with you, dude. I, I didn't do as well as Luke Keaton. The only He, just, he got on that
3: game. The only game I'm good at, it really is Miss Pac-Man. That's my jam. So, well, what's the easiest way for people to find Techno Retro Dads, Shaz? Because they need to be checking this show out. I've said it a million times and I'll continue to preach it that Techno Retro Dads is everything that Geek Out Loud should be. They just do it a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, sure, whatever. That's why every time you're on, we have record-setting show downloads. But still, uh, yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. You can uh, find us on the Twitter, on the Facebook. You can find us at RetroZap.com. That's part of the RetroZap network. And um, anywhere else you want to find us, just TechnorectroDats. And I'm Shaz Bazaar. All right. Wherever you find the word Shaz Bazaar.
3: At at Shaz Bazaar on the Twitter. So All yeah. right, Shaz. Well I'll let you go so you can quit being loud for your family.
2: Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We're we're doing college stuff this weekend, so
3: Well enjoy that.
2: Everything but paying the bills.
3: Enjoy yeah. that. I'm too bad you didn't make it as far out of Texas to, to hit up Boston, right, Teresa? Yeah. Yeah, all right. We've lost Teresa as well.
2: No. Um, Okay. We're going. We're gonna do. A, we're gonna do a, a meet up in Waco, right? Isn't that where the uh, the big goal of our the goal con?
3: Uh, there's Austin's trying to make a bid. Memphis is trying to make a bid. Orlando's trying to make a bid. Atlanta. So Atlanta's we, pretty good. Loganville, you know. We never know video games. We never know. All right, man. Well, thanks, Shaz, for coming on with Thank us, y'all. Thanks, Teresa. Sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> night. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, hey! You had a
2: question in the mail, in the mail, in the mail, in the mail, in the mail. One, Matthew. Thank you for including me in your email, or electronic M. And oh, um, yeah. uh, Scott was his name. Scott, this this awesome uh, animator guy.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Who animated with Don Blues? Right. Um, you mentioned uh, a game that was in the arcade, Dragon's Lair. Hmm. You said maybe it's a laser disc game. It was a laser disc game, and why so many of them don't work is because the laser disc player was kind of uh, iffy. Right. Um, but the other one was Space Ace, and yes, Don Bluth did both of those. And if I can make a plug for Tech Director Dads for doing a Don Bluth Disney movie this week.
3: What are you talking about the this rescuers. week? Oh wow! 1977. That's right. In
2: 1977. Oh man! Yeah. So what a great. Movie. It's all right. Sure y'all
3: it's covered. all right. Yeah, it's all right. That was my first movie. That's oh, okay,
2: it. cool. Or, well, really, at the drive-in. Great movie.
3: What was the What was the quote okay. we loved from the Rescuers Down Under, Teresa? Or not Down Under, but the Rescuers. What did the little girl say?
4: Something about my pants.
3: And look what he did to my pants. To my Is that pants. right? Is that yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Shaz, well, everyone check out Techno Retro Dad. You can find him at the Retro Zap Network and follow at Shaz Bazaar on Twitter. Shaz, we'll talk to you soon, my friend.
2: All right. See you see later. See you. Good night.
3: Good night. All right, Teresa, anything else? No, I'm good. I we... just really
4: like this movie. I think it's super funny. It's kind of timeless. You can watch it all the time. Yeah,
3: I agree. I love it. I, and I and do you'll catch
4: new things every time you watch it.
3: And I do get choked up there at the end when he's like, "How can I be a bad? How can I be that bad when this little girl loves me so much?"
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Tears. All right. So what's next, Teresa?
4: Up next is going to be Disney's fifty-third animated film, and for real this time, Frozen. Are you sure? Yep, I'm sure.
3: Okay. (laughs) So,
4: in between shows, you can contact us via email at vaulttalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk. On Twitter, we are at Disney Vault Talk. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Ice Cold Penguin, and Steve is at Steve Glosson. And please make sure you follow the entire network of Gulliver's shows by following at Gulliver's
3: on Twitter. Don't forget that Facebook group for the whole Gulliver's. Guardians of the Goloverse. You can get to it by going to geekoutonline.com slash group and join up with us. A lot of people having some good fun and good conversations over there. If you want to support the shows, you can use the Amazon link, Think Geek link, Entertainment Earth link, uh, Fabric.com link for all you crafty people that you'll find at geekoutonline.com. And uh, if you want to support the shows directly, as you heard, we need it because, the you know, keeping Skype minutes and Everything else that goes on with keeping a podcast up, you can head to patreon.com slash geekoutloud. We appreciate everyone who supports us there so very much. That wraps us up on this edition of Disney Vault Talk, this derailed edition of Disney Vault Talk. We've had roadside reviews, one-minute reviews. We've had Shaz come in, and I completely ignored him for like five minutes. It's been fantastic. It's been a show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna wreck it. Trace any final Penelope.
4: Didn't we have a song that we found out to go out on last I, episode? Yeah, and
3: I don't remember what it was. So neither. It, so everyone, <laughs> everyone who said they'll never do it, even though we said we would, you win, you win. So until next time, when we have a whole different closing song, "Wicky Wicky Wild." I'm Steve. And
4: I'm Teresa. May all your days be magical.
3: And may all your wishes come true.
4: Oh no, we're gonna rock
0: down to
3: Electric
1: Avenue. And
0: then we'll take it higher. Oh, out in the street. Out in the street.
3: I mean, that was a fitting song for Wreck Ralph, right?
4: Yeah, I just couldn't remember what the song was that we said.
3: It was some goodbye song from Winnie the Pooh.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know.